Welcome back to Dial H for Heroclix. This is episode 231. I'm your host, Chris Britton, so let's go. Dialage for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio again this week is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Now, normally, we like to start off, start off with what made us happy this week. So would you like to start... Yeah, uh, for those of you that know, kind of saw it on Twitter and stuff. My birthday was uh, Sunday on Veterans Day, and I had an awesome time. I spent it with my family. We went and we uh, we ate out. I had the biggest chocolate shake imaginable. It was pretty sick. I really enjoyed it. And I got, by far, one of the coolest presents ever because I'm too cheap to, like, buy toys on my own volition when they cost 20 bucks. Someone bought me a Howard the Duck Funko Pop, and he's like a giant duck mech. And it's the sickest thing I will ever put on my desk, and I love it to death. You need to throw pictures up on Twitter. I'll do that. I'll make sure to do that. Oh, also, speaking of pictures up on Twitter and stuff, I played, I finally completed this week all of the Battle World the Valley figures. So I finally have every single figure, and I have like 13 gunslingers to go along with them. So it felt really good finally completing that set this week, too. What about you? I want to play against that so badly. Dude, they're fun. They're so fun. Super cool. Uh, for me, this week was more of an anticipation thing than anything. I, um, When I was growing up, I was one of those people that had a PlayStation 1 when it was a thing. And I remember, I loved playing Crash Bandicoot, and I loved playing Spyro the Dragon. They have decided to remaster Spyro the Dragon. They already did Crash Bandicoot, but not only did they... Um, remaster Spyro, but they put it in a two-pack with Crash Pan Crash Bandicoot, so it's six games total. It's like nostalgia out the ears of my childhood. <laughs> anyway, that is awesome. Uh, I thought that it was getting released in December, and I checked just a couple days ago, and it's actually getting released tomorrow, so I'm going to be basically just living in front of my PlayStation playing Spyro the Dragon. Jaylene is super excited as well to play Spyro the Dragon. That was part of her childhood, too. Is that sarcastic, or is that actually true? I'm dead serious, man. She's like, oh, wow. Earlier, she asked me, she's like, uh, are you going to be mad if I play Spyro without you? I'm like, don't you play Spyro without me. I want to see I want to see every level in oh. all of its remastered glory. I don't want to miss a bit. I've also been uh, trying to hurry through Spider-Man. Some people are out there going, don't hurry through that game. Take your time. It's beautiful. It is. It's a fantastic game. Uh, still upset about the whole DC uh, downloadable content controversy, as in I feel like they didn't really release the whole game. They only released like part of a game, and now they want you to spend more money to buy the DLC, which really feels like you're buying what should have been in the game to begin with. But you know what? It's actually a fantastic game. I'm really, really enjoying it, and the storyline is sick, dude. If you haven't oh, played awesome. it, it's it's really, really fun. So. That was me. That was my week. Um, but here at the uh, in the Dial H studio, uh, we like to bring you up to news information about the Game of Hero Clicks and other nerd-related content. So let's jump into the news section. So, it, we should probably start off with this news. It's by far the biggest news yeah. of, of the week, for sure. Um, this was honestly a long time coming, and I hate to, I hate to even have to bring this up, but uh, if you have not heard until now, uh, today was the passing of a man, a myth, a legend. Stan Lee uh, died today at the age of 95. Um, I will say that he... Definitely, definitely lived a long and wonderful life from everything I've ever read about Stan Lee. He spent nearly 70 years married to the love of his life. So that was he, – he just led a very, very fortunate life. 
Um, so at least it wasn't a tragedy or anything like that. Um, it's one of those things like he's inspired so many people and affected so many literally millions and millions of people on this planet. Oh yeah. With what him and Jack Kirby, uh, co-creator did as far as the creation of obviously some of the most important fictional characters that have ever been, um, I mean, I, I saw a study a few years ago that was done across the world that showed that if you showed pictures of fictional characters to kids in, like, uh, even third-world countries, more children knew who Spider-Man was than Santa Claus. So that really speaks to the, gra- awesome. yeah, the gravity of what he created. It's, it's really insane. Um, to me, personally, just it... It's it's meant a lot. Um, just reading the comic books that sp- spun off of what him and Jack Kirby and the other contributors uh, like uh, what what was timely and then became Marvel Comics. That just it's insane. Like if if um, everyone knows Spider Man, the Incredible Hulk, the Fantastic Four, Thor, uh, X Men, Doctor Strange, and a boatload of other characters that uh, spurred out of his mind. So um, I just wanted to take a minute to uh acknowledge that and appreciate what he did for me personally um calder yeah i know he's i he's written so much great stuff it's hard to like pinpoint well one of my favorite things is i think i'm very fortunate to have been able to see him at a convention earlier this year uh good lord that was in january it's been a long year and he said probably some of the some of the coolest stuff ever like seeing something like that in person was Really amazing. Uh, one of my favorite quotes I just kind of want to read off here that he said during one of the panels was, if you want to be a writer, write. You want to be a prize fighter, fight. You want big muscles, lift weights. You want to do something every day, take a step towards doing it and just do. And I'm like, I absolutely love that. It shows like, don't, don't just wait around for someone to be like, oh, hey, just jump on. He's, he was very much like you got to work hard to become what you want to be. And I absolutely uh, love all sorts of quotes. I put up a video kind of on Facebook of him talking about how he thought, you know, the readers were like his friends. I love if you read old Marvel comics, there's the Stanley's bullpen. And he kind of talks about how he wanted to do that because what friends do is they talk to each other about what they're reading, what they're watching, stuff like that. So I absolutely love uh, Stan's outlook on the world and the ways he's affected and, you know, Millions, just millions of people that uh, his stories have touched. It's awesome. I didn't know that you were going to come with a quote. That's weird because I actually found a quote too. So, oh, so all right. Here is another one. Um, he said, I used to be embarrassed because I was just a comic book writer while other people were building bridges or going on medical careers. And then I began to realize entertainment is one of the most important things in people's lives. Without it, they might go off the deep end. I feel that if you're able to entertain people, you're doing a good thing. So – just another thing from him. Um, he's, he really does have some inspirational quotes out there. So uh, go and look up some of those. Um, I, I, a few years ago, I got to go to a Comic-Con in Chicago, and I got one of the last issues that Stanley actually worked on as far as the script of the Avengers. I think it's like – I want to say like issue number 26 or something – and I had it signed by Stan Lee, so oh, nice. that is always going to be uh, one of my prized possessions. It, I mean, it already was a prized possession, but now, you know, the understanding that he's never going to sign anything else, and I, right. I didn't miss that opportunity to have him sign something for me. So that means even more to me. Um, now, there's probably going to be like a billion articles out there from every news source, and everybody's talking about this. Um, but there was one thing about Stan Lee's life that I did want to touch on because I don't know how much of it is going to be touched on because a lot of his his accomplishments and just mostly people fixate on the creation of these characters and, and the worlds and universes that he created. Um, but Stan Lee also – and I did want to bring this up. We just celebrated Veterans Day or Armistice Day if you're overseas um, – uh, he did serve honorably in uh, during World War II. Uh, he was a sergeant when he was discharged from uh, the Army Signal Corps from uh, 42 to 45. So I do want to take a moment to acknowledge and appreciate 
the service that he gave to our country. Um, so he enlisted in 42 uh, right after hearing about uh, the Pearl Harbor attacks. And when he made it in, he was a lineman for the Signal Corps. And then when the Army realized that he actually had writing skills, they moved him, uh-huh. they moved him from, um, from alignment uh, MOS to technical writing. And he started doing effectively – I don't mean this in a bad way, but he effectively started being part of the propaganda arm for the U.S. So that's really cool, and I did want to appreciate that and let people know that just one more amazing thing about Stanley as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's really sad news. Do you do you have anything else you want to say before we start moving on to some more pick me up, more entertainment, get you guys through the week? You know, I think we covered it. You know, he's a legend, so yeah, we go. All right, Godspeed, Mr. Lee. Absolutely, Excelsior. Excelsior. All right, you have HeroClix news. I do. HeroClix main event of the evening. Uh, it's just for all our Sunday, Sunday, Sunday fans out there. So for, as you know, uh, right now it's the fall WKOs are going on currently in the month of November. But for the winter WKOs, it'll be happening normally around February, March-ish. We have the event kit. So we're going to start from the bottom. It says Exospecs Special Object. Uh, reports say PJ Bowen says that it's actually a, what is it, Corvus Glaive object, so like a Corvus Glaive spear or something, in the along the lines of Proxima Midnight Spear. Uh, next up is a super giant prize figure, so that'll go to the top eight. Top four will get a Isaac prize figure. The top two will get a Black Dwarf prize figure. And the number one spot will get a Thane prize figure, and that is for the main constructed 300 events. Uh, obviously, all of these are most likely sculpt reuses from Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, from 2014. Now, the Battle Royale prizes are going to be a Street Fair Battle Royale map. There's four of those. Uh, this is something I've never heard of before, but top 16, pretty much probably everybody who's going to be in Battle Royale, is going to be a Mandarin Ring, the Remaker special object. So we got all 10 Mandarin Rings. I did not know of an 11th Mandarin Ring, uh, so that's interesting. There's going to be I eight... really don't understand that. Like, what was the point? I have no idea. Like, you gotta think, the power battery, or whatever it was, the power, uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it's gone, like, right, it's like Golden Age by five years, I just, I don't, I don't know why we're just not getting a Mandarin ring, we did just get a new Mandarin, so maybe it'll be like, if there's a character named Mandarin on your force, automatically attach it, or something, I don't know. That would be but interesting. That would be pretty interesting, since that Mandarin already has some pretty cool pick power powers. Uh, there's going to be eight super giants, so just like in the other one. There's going to be five Isaac Prize figures, so one more than the main event. And then there's going to be three Black Dwarfs, so once again, one more than the main event prize figures. So that's pretty cool. Uh, if these end up being really good and really fun and work well together, just like the uh, Shi'ar Imperial Guard figures work well together, uh, I'll be absolutely excited for these. Uh, what do you think of the prize figures for this, Chris? Like good choices, or what do you want to see them do? Certainly interesting choices. Um, I in, interestingly, I did not expect an Isaac prize figure out of all figures. Some of the others, it totally makes sense because they're riding on the coattails of Infinity War. So, right. I mean, you would want a black dwarf called Obsidian, right? I, in the movie, he wasn't called Black Dwarf; he was called Cole Obsidian. But I mean, it was effectively the same character. Um, now. I love the Black Order. I used to play them all the time. Out of all of them, I think Super Giant was actually probably the weakest out of all of them by far. So if this new Super Giant ends up actually being like really good, I think that'll be a nice way to like cap off the old team because she didn't really fit with the other ones. Proxima Midnight was insanely good. Corvus Glaive was insanely oh, yeah. good. So these prizes, even if they're are they're half as good as the old ones, then I'll be pleasantly surprised. But I feel like Supergiant will probably be just as good or... I'm not saying she was a terrible character. I've definitely seen worse, but she just wasn't on par with, like... I Even... I got Ebony Maul to do some crazy stuff. <laughs> it is insane if you play, uh, like, a, a four-person battle royale and you're just sitting over there 
ticking up your little counter for your whatever those tokens were called. I can't remember what they're called now. Like, like whispers. Whisper tokens. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's like your your opponent's like. I'm going to use a perplex over here, and then it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to probs that. I'm like, mm, tick, 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 and I'm like, on my turn, it's like, uh, yeah, so I'm going to remove three whisper tokens. I have uh, prob, perplex, outwit, here we go. Like, even that character was insanely good, given a good circumstance. So a really good super giant, I think, will really make me happy, and the other ones uh, I'm pretty decently excited about. Was it Isaac Meta? No, that Isaac uh, was, I don't think so. He did have 10 range. He was only 88 points, but I think he had a 9 attack. Subdial, I don't think it was meta at the time. Okay. Thane, yeah. however, I did finish in a top 8 at an ROC using a Thane. Ooh, nice. I know he is pretty dang good. Yeah, he was insanely good back in the... Not, not like crazy meta, but I wanted to see what I could do with him. And I can't remember what everybody else was running back then. It was No, yeah, dude, it was just a bunch of power batteries and like Kyle Rayners and stuff. But I was like, uh, what can I do with a Thane? And then I ended up in a top eight. So I was nice. like, I was like, right. yeah, this worked. So <laughs> like he he did some work. So generally speaking, I I think these are really good choices for prizes. I'm pleasantly surprised. I am a little interest, I'm a, a little concerned why it's all Marvel stuff though. Yeah. So like the last set, this winter one has been Marvel. This next stuff is going to be Marvel. And maybe, to be fair, the last two were also Marvel in the winter and in the fall. So maybe it's going to be the spring and summer ones are going to be uh, uh, DC again. I, I know one was Power Girl. I don't remember what the other one was this year. Uh, but hopefully we get a bit more DC love uh, coming around. Next, if, set not of that, oh. if not that, can we maybe do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle prize kit? I think that might be a stretch. That would be cool. Don't get me wrong. I would love it. But it might be might be a stretch just a little bit. The next bit of news for those of you who are going to PAX, listen up. For those of you that want to uh, do it the hard way or the non-PAX way, also listen up. Uh, there, WizKids did put out an article. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It has come to our attention that there is some color shifting on the limited quantity of combat dials in our recently released Marvel Hero Click Secret Wars Battle World set. You don't say, WizKids. Wow. <laughs> Uh, so they say, for those players who are going to attend PAX Unplugged, they will have a representative station there in the tournament hall from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., so it's a two-hour window. It's going to be tight. This representative will have properly printed dials, and the players will be able to exchange their misprinted dials for corrected ones while at the show. Now, for players not attending PAX Unplugged, please email our replacement team, and they will be able to assist you in receiving a replacement combat dial. They just go ahead and say, we look forward to seeing you at PAX Unplugged. So... If there are really specific characters that you know you're going to play a lot of in that set, then you might want to look into getting the correct color dials. I know myself, I want a few corrected versions of some of these characters where it just looks like, is he a close combat expert? No, it's shape change. It's, it's a long story. It's not really. Whiskey's messed up. So, yes, this is good. They're at least sort of trying to fix their... It's going to be slim, and I don't know if maybe they'll only do rares and super rares and chases, uh, but hopefully they do everything. And... At least they're trying to fix some of the color problems. I can appreciate it. All right, so I will give WizKids kudos on attempting to fix their downstairs mix-up. I got to give them that. Uh. However, the cynic in me says this will not go over well. Also, did you read the wording very specifically? It says that they'll replace like they're replacing combat dials. Is it just going to be like some people standing there with bases? And they just oh, like, I hope not. And just I like, really okay, not. here, what what do you need it for? This one, this, and then they just hand you like bases, and they, and you, I they imagine to, like pop off the bottoms and pop on the new ones in front of them or something. That, that might be it, popping uh, off the bottoms and yeah, that's I mean, what that I feel would, like it might be. Probably save some money. That would be the easiest the way to do it, right? Like we don't need new sculpts, and except for Crystar, we don't need new dial tops. So, wouldn't be a bad way to save money. I am going to uh, – I'm going to hold my breath on this one. I just don't think it's going to go over that fantastic. I think some okay. people were immediately like, oh, thank God, I can swap out my stuff. Watch, two-hour long line wait, and they only brought like 25 swap outs for each character, and by the time you make it to line – oh, we're out. Sorry. Bye, everybody. That's, that's kind of what I expect. This is what I've come to expect because WizKids does stuff like this all the time. 
we shall see. I'm not saying you're wrong. And I want to be, I, I want to be an optimist, just to, just to say, I, I hope this goes over really well because when people ask for replacements in the Deadpool set, uh, there's a lot of bad stuff. Like someone got a, uh, who were those twins were for Hydra? They got them, but they had a, like chase dial and they didn't give that person a chase. They gave them Fenris. They gave them Fenris instead. So like that was terrible replacement on their part. So I hope, I hope this goes over better and I hope they learned from, from the past to uh, to fix this. All right. uh, If you are a listener and you plan on attending PAX, you go to do this. We want to hear about it. Okay. So send us an email, a tweet, something in, let us know. I'm genuinely curious about your experience if you participate in this, please, would love to hear it. Hopefully I'm wrong. I really do hope that I'm wrong and it's like, oh, yeah, we brought like a million of each and everybody gets one and just, and just throwing dials at you. And everyone's like super happy and – but <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Do you have anything else on PAX? Uh, that is it. That's all. Okay. Completely unrelated note. I just forgot to mention this earlier. I thought it was funny. Uh, last week's episode, we were talking about movies that we want to see made into hero clicks, and somebody said Crazy Rich Asians. And the tweet for the episode, I, I put hashtag Crazy Rich Asians. And then within 10 minutes, one of the actresses from the movie actually started following Dial H on Twitter. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I, I was wow. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> Dude, okay, sure, why not? I just thought that was interesting. Let's move on. To something that no one asked for, which, you know, people say that we bash on DC, but we're going to bash on some Marvel right now and some DC, because no one asked for this. We'll start keep off it the, fair. Yeah, we'll keep it fair. Bal- fair and balanced. Unlike, well, should be. Well, unlike a lot of things in this world. All <laughs> right, so Variety.com article. This one's a little bit uh, – this came out in, like, September – but it's still in the process of going through, so it's going to happen. Title from this Variety.com article is Loki, Scarlet Witch, other Marvel heroes to get their own TV series on Disney streaming surface service. Yay! We're getting a Scarlet Witch TV show. Because what? Did you not want a Scarlet Witch TV show, Chris? All right, man. You know how much of a Marvel <laughs> fanboy I am. And I'm telling you right now. This is not a good idea. There are so many other Marvel protagonist females that could certainly carry her own TV series. And Scarlet Witch is not one of them, nor has she ever been. Like, I think she's had maybe like one or two runs in the comic of a Scarlet Witch title, which didn't they don't really go very far. It's like one and then done, you know? And then it's over. Um I don't know why they decided now maybe maybe this Loki TV show that they're talking about that could probably that could go somewhere. There's a lot of people out there that are huge Hiddleston fans. Dude, the tagline for the Loki TV show or like whatever Tom Hiddleston tweeted sounded like a rom-com, like more fun, more mischief, <laughs> like whatever. I'm like, "Oh jeez, it's so sappy." Okay, it might be good. I'm not saying it's gonna, but it could be. However, what is a Scarlet Witch TV show going to be about? Mental illness? Whoa! Maybe it's no. about bad accents. You don't know. Or, I, uh... I don't... She's just not, like... She's not a forefront character. Just because she's different. She has mental illness. Wow, Chris. Jeez. Okay. If I you did. don't know anything about Marvel Comics... I don't. She has suffered from mental illness as, like, one of her main attributes in Marvel Comics for literally decades and decades and decades. That's what they use her as, like, she is the, that's her trope in, like, every storyline is how she goes crazy. The, maybe, like, a House M thing. That'd be yeah. actually everybody, maybe? I don't know. Ex- except for, I don't think that they're going to, you know, whatever. So, anyway, nobody asked for that. I don't expect anything good to come from that one. Um, now, on the DC side, we got an article from Polygon.com letting us know that uh, there's a TV show coming out about, Alfred, let, let, that one, let that one sink in. Master Bruce, I've drawn you a bath. <laughs> Very funny, Alfred. <laughs> All right, so we know it's going to be 10 episodes, um, and apparently, let me see if I can find this real quick. 
Uh, it's going to take place in the 1960s England and follow Alfred Pennyworth, a baby-faced former British Special Forces operative who starts his own security company and winds up working with a young billionaire known as Thomas Wayne. Don't get me wrong, Alfred is a very, very useful and very well-written character a lot of the time. But we didn't need a TV show about him. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain on this one. <laughs> fairly certain. Now, hold on. I forgot to mention this. Let's go back. Uh, you and I, we came up with a very small list of characters that could actually probably have their own uh, TV show and would go over much better than a Scarlet Witch TV show on Marvel side. Um, you said She-Hulk. I said Miss Marvel, as in Kamala Khan. Uh, you said Gwynpool. I said Mystique. Uh, and then also, to finish off the list, I'd like to see a, uh, a Spectrum TV show with Monica Rambeau full, like, blown into that. She's, that would be pretty cool, She's actually. such a good character. And if you pull up her Wikipedia, like, right on the... Right on the beginning of the origin, it says she was born in New Orleans. She was a lieutenant in the New Orleans Harbor Patrol and operated as a cargo ship captain. First of all, you could just make it like a Miami Vice TV show with superpowers. <laughs> oh, man. This sounds amazing. I don't know why you would want a Scarlet Witch TV show. Okay, let's go over to DC side. You and I came up with a list, a small list of characters that could probably have their own TV show that would be better than a Pennyworth TV show. I said Owlman, Catman, Ragman. You said Guy Gardner, and you mentioned uh, that when he lost a ring one time. You want to go into that? Yeah, so, like, when he's kicked out of the Green Lantern Corps, and then I think he lost, like, it was before he beat up Sinestro and got Sinestro ring. Sometime in there, he actually went to New York and just carried around guns and was pretty much the Punisher for a bit. And also, Guy Gardner has a crazy history of, like, with his father and then with football and being a police officer. That You could actually do a coming-of-age Guy Gardner story. That could be pretty—I know people hate Guy Gardner, but I actually think he's a really interesting character with a lot of depth that could actually make a pretty sweet TV show. Agreed. You also said a Blue Beetle slash Booster Gold TV show. I'd murder for that to happen. Blue Beetle and Booster Gold are <laughs> awesome. Are you kidding me, dude? Ah. Oh. I would love it so much if we had Blue Beetle Booster Gold. You said earlier that since DC has no qualms about using time travel all no, over the place in TV shows. Krypton, like, Flash, throwing time. Yeah, Flash. That's uh, ugh, gross with time travel. Like, every one of their storylines has to do with time travel. So might as well add a Blue Beetle Booster Gold time travel storyline in there, too. And then to round out the list of TV shows that we think would be better than the Pennyworth TV show, I said a dual TV show with Huntress and Power Girl. I think that I would, would be also love that. A very interesting TV show, very different characters that clash very hard um, in, in the way that Batman and Superman clash very hard, and it creates a very interesting storyline a lot of the time based off of different ideologies. So all those were probably better ideas than what these people in but – Obviously, Chris, our ideas are terrible because, I mean, people like Batman, people like Superman, so don't they just want shows about their dads? <laughs> Duh! <laughs> Printing money right there, DC. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, well, you know what? I guess we'll see. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I will admit that I'm wrong, but I, I sincerely doubt that I will be. And we will we'll move on from there. And here in like a year... If the TV show came out and you're like, man, Chris, he never knew what he was talking about. He was always wrong. Find me in the world if I'm not doing this podcast anymore. And you message me and say, ha, I was right. You suck, Chris, and I will accept defeat and you can be right. <laughs> but in a year if I'm right, just you know, remember you heard me say this. So, All right. That's all I got on those. So right. you want to move on in the podcast? Let's do it. Let's get uh, let's get moving. Let's get grooving. Want to take a trip? Oh, baby. Let's take a trip. Down here in Silver Age, Golden Age, Value Corner, Value. We like talking about figures that are bang for your buck that do a whole lot on the battlefield. Now, today, we're going not too far back. Going back to 2014. A good year. Some might say the best year. 
in HeroClix. And we're going to talk about a little, a little old gal. Oh, maybe I spoiled it right there. I doubt. I doubt I did. And uh, she actually has special combat symbols. She has flight ability, and that's it. That's all she needs. She got eight range, one bolt, 117 points. Two traits, two awesome, awesome traits. First up, when blank is adjacent to a friendly character named John Stewart. Love that guy. I know Chris does too. They can both use support, but only to heal each other, which is awesome. I absolutely love that. The second trait is blank can use willpower, so traded willpower. When opposing character targets blank without word or perplex, roll a d6. On a result of four through six, like a 50-50 shot, ignore that effect. It's only 117 points. We got flights. We got traded willpower. We got some pseudo-perplex and outwit defensive abilities. You probably guessed it. She got the Green Lantern Chorus keyword. So what's her dial look like? Let me tell you something. She is a beast. She's got top dial. 10 speed running shot, 11 attack, penetrating psychic blast, 17 defense with energy, shield deflection, 4 damage with leadership. She's a pen blast with a 13 square reach for 4 damage straight through reducers, baby. Same power as the top 2 clicks. Keeps that 11 attack. The only stat that changes is her damage goes down by 1. Second click, second 2 clicks, actually, we get some more ESD. Loses movement attack, but now she's got range combat expert. 10 attack, 3 damage, then a 10 attack, 2 damage. So you're not moving when you're making range combat expert anyway, so boom, hit him for 5 damage. Or you got a little bit of perplex. You'll do an 11-4. Whatever makes you feel good, man. So, so far, still doing 4 damage on almost every single click of her dial, except for click 2 and 7 and 6. But don't worry, that's pretty much the whole dial. Just don't worry. Next 2 clicks, baby. Sidestep, toughness, perplex. When she has 10 attack, 3 damage, does not have pensai. But on her last two clicks, she brings Pensai again. She gets an 18 defense on her very last click. I absolutely love this figure for 117 points. And now, if you're like, ah, not allowed to call, they're down dial. She gets nine attacks. She only gets two damage. Remember that if you have a John Stewart, he can at any time use support. You don't have to find a Green Lantern figure with support or any healing ability. You just put John Stewart on your team. And there are a lot of good John Stewarts. There are a lot of cheap John Stewarts. There's just one for 75 points. And they can even just heal her back up, baby. So she's amazing. 117 points, 11 attack, 4 damage, penetrating, psychic blast, straight through. What do you think she's worth? Well, I can't remember her name. I just remember she's pink from the War of Light set. That's all I remember. You're not, right? you're not wrong. You're okay. you're 100% uh, correct on that. What's her name? Her name is Katma Tui, I think. I think that's how you can say that. Yeah, Twa. sounds right. Yeah, Katma Tui. That's her. Okay. Um, okay. If I had to guess on a dollar amount on how much this piece would be, seeing as how it's from 2014, and that was a pretty widely distributed set, probably 50 cents? Not going to lie. You lowballed this one, Chris. Did I? <laughs> yeah. This might be the first where you've guessed uh, that the piece is cheaper than what they actually are. Still cheap, folks. Don't worry, folks at home. She is only 79 cents at CoolStuffInc.com. I was only off by 20-something cents. Yeah. That's that's how math works, I think. But I just started looking in the War of Light set. I'm like, I really want to talk about figures that I really like from War of Light. And I was like, oh, that Red Lantern guy Gardner is awesome for 88 points. He's sold out on cool stuff. I'm like, oh, what about Belize? I really enjoyed Belize. She's sold out. So I was like, oh, what about Black Lantern? John Stewart, I loved him. But so I finally came to a figure that I'd forgotten about. But I think she's awesome. She was in the second wave of War of Light, and I actually uh, have seen some people's stories of playing her for 117 points with one attack, ten blast with four damage. I, I absolutely just really love this piece, and I can't wait uh, to get one and play her because I just I think she's awesome. She was really good. Um, if people have been listening to the podcast for a while, they might have. Remembered, uh, remember me saying this story a long time ago, but one of the largest, no, the largest game of Heroclix I've ever played was like 3,600 points or something like that. It was against an entire Green Lantern Corps army. It's honestly one of the best experiences of my entire Heroclix life. It took days to play this game. We had to leave it overnight. But anyway... She was a really solid character. I always remember playing against her on numerous occasions. She's really solid, really good. 
So you should probably pick her up if you didn't, but my guess is most people out there actually have this figure. I hope so. I mean, if you don't, if you were playing Heroclix for a while, you might just look in your little extras bin and uh, just, like, check it out. Just, like, look. You know, be like, oh, hey, I've got eight of these, because you probably pulled a ton of uncommon during War of Light. Spoiler alert, just saying. Oh, man. That was such a good set. So good. <laughs> it was. It really good was. Good job, DC. Or good, well, DC, for, I guess, agreeing to let those characters be made. And then also WizKids for making them. Oh, absolutely. So... Wonderful set. Okay. Go out and pick yours up today. I can't remember her name. It's the pink chick with the green unit. Cat, Cat Matui. It's like <laughs> K-A-T-M-A-T-U-I. Those That's crazy her. alien names on pink women. All right. I could make a joke. I'm not going to. Let's just move on. Let's, <laughs> let's go digging in the dirt. <laughs> oh, I know. I heard that you like to get your hands a little dirty. I do. But wait. Wow, that looks like a diamond. All right. So cheated this week. <laughs> on, on on hidden gems, okay? This is not just one gem, it's two gems. It'll make sense. It's like when you buy a woman a wedding ring, and then you're like, oh, I spent all this money on a wedding ring. And then she's like, but you didn't get me the band to go with it. And then you have to spend another $1,000 on a band so you can put something on her finger at the wedding. It's This is my life. This is what I'm experiencing right now. So I know what this is like. Let's go back. Back to a set called unleashed <laughs> we're going way back wow way okay. back way back way back okay unleashed which is like i don't know like the fourth hero click set ever made or something like that it's like really old this is back during rev sets if you're not familiar with that what that is don't worry about it i'm glad it's over uh number 25 and 26 and 27 is this character named deadshot but let's talk about number 25 it's the rookie one yeah the rookie one Coming in at 41 points, uh, we have the Batman enemy team ability, and that is the single most important part of, of this entire okay. little jig going on. Six speed with running shot, eight range, one bolt, two damage, base damage, with a range combat expert. For three clicks, it is a five-click long dial, so it's 41 points. So you're like... Okay, so he hits really hard for 41 points. He's got the Gotham City keyword, I guess, if that comes up in the future. It's not really important for this. But no defensive abilities. No attack abilities. He only has running shot on one click on his top tile. And only has six speed when he does it. That's okay. Here's where it gets dumb. All right, Here's where it gets crazy. You're like, this is garbage for 41 points. <laughs> Let me let me remind you of another character that exists in the game of Heroclix. And he comes from the set called Streets of Gotham. Number 38, David Kane. David Kane also has a Batman enemy team ability. We know what it does. It allows you to share the attack value, right? No way. No way. This, no. this dead shot has 9 attack topped out. It doesn't matter. David Kane has 11 attack topped out. David Kane is 76 points. David Kane also has a trait that says, as you reveal your force, choose a friendly character with a lower point value. David Kane can use enhancement, leadership, and perplex, but he can only affect the chosen character. <laughs> so, if you're keeping track, you just turned your 41-point dead shot that has 9 attack and 2 base damage with range combat expert into 11 attack with 3 base damage with range combat expert and one additional perplex that you can throw onto something. You're probably going to throw it onto attack or range. He has eight range. Uh, also, guess who has eight range? That's David Kane. So David Kane has 11 attack topped out with Pinsai. He also has stealth with Indom and Sharpshooter. And he has combat reflexes and exploit weakness. So if they try to come in and base you right next to your dead shot, um, you're still doing penetrating damage. Penetrating damage for days. I just love the fact that you can turn this 41-point dead shot into, what is that, 12 attack for 5 damage from 8 squares away? Yeah. <laughs> I can dig it. It's dumb. So if you ever thought about um, bringing out some of those old hero clicks maybe some of us have just laying in your basement somewhere or in an attic or whatever, 
this might be a usable piece for you at least one time just so you can show the absurdity of this. Now, David Kane is actually a really just useful piece to begin with. Um, it just says, as you reveal your force, choose a friendly character with a lower point value. There are no other restrictions on that. So it could be any character. You could really turn any equivalent of this 41-point dead shot into something useful with David Kane. I just thought the little synergy here was a little dumb. The only problem I don't, I don't like is that there is no keyworded team that you can make off of these, unless you start doing some weird keyword shenanigans, but it involves other characters, not just these two characters. So that being said, super funny combo. It's 117 points, which interestingly is exactly how many Oh points my points. gosh. I know, right? Um, but I thought that was interesting. Uh, quick, name a gemstone type. You've never uh, searched for a gemstone in your life, have Literally you? never, never. Right. People that go searching for rocks, I believe, are crazy people. This one's a fool's gold. It's, that's probably not even a gemstone. It might be. What? <laughs> fool's gold. <laughs> so it's I just a it shiny really rock. It's a shiny rock. Uh, it's a thing that you can do with whatever. Anyway, I really liked this. I thought it was super funny. The fact that you're going to have, like, two Batman enemies sitting back, probably in... Well, one of them stealth. The other one's not. Deadshot's not stealth. But if nothing else, I mean, that's two snipers just sitting back there picking people off. Can you imagine on a map where they actually have the um, height advantage? Like, perch them on a rooftop in a bush, and they're just shooting, just, like, pegging people from up there? And then people are getting all upset because you're doing five damage with a 41-point dead shot that was made, oh, how many years ago? Dear Lord, how when was Unleashed even made? No idea, man. Before my time, way before my time. Oh, uh, is this no? Yeah, Unleashed. That was in 2004. So yeah. Jeez. Yeah, that's a 14-year-old hero click, and I was a little bit off. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It was the eighth set ever made. But that's insane. Anyway, I found that, thought it was interesting, wanted to talk about it. So there you go. Do you have any uh, anything you want to say on that before we move on? I, uh, I love the coincidence. I think that's awesome. I love David Kane as a figure, and I don't think I've ever used him with someone with the actual Batman enemy. And uh, I love it. I love the combo with Deadshot. So I like Deadshot, too, as a character. So I think it's a pretty, pretty, pretty sweet fool's gold combination right there. Fool's gold. We should make that a thing. Like, just a dumb little combo that we found. It's like fool's gold. Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. Sounds good. Let's move on to some community, though. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Let me backtrack. Tell you the dialect works off the uh, value <laughs> model, and our goal is to entertain you guys and gals. So if you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us your love while leveling up your heroic rank so you can earn your heroic titles like Citizen, Vigilante, and Protagonist. And we might get into a couple of those titles here in a minute. Heroic rank level ups occur the first episode of every month or as you donate via PayPal. So uh, we appreciate when you guys jump on our Patreon, be part of the, be part of the topic of the month every month when we do the rank up ceremony it's it's fun i like doing it I like giving you guys honorary titles of the dial h community hope it makes you feel like you you're part of something absolutely if, if nothing else okay i'm not gonna play the sound cue again i already played it <laughs> on the community hey, all right <laughs> all right community tuesdays we put a community tuesdays question up on facebook and on twitter um if you do not know this just recently in the United States was our midterm elections. And regardless of how that went for you, and if you're upset or if you're happy, it doesn't matter. We decided in honor of that, we wanted to have a small little HeroClix-related um, voting experience of our, of our own. So we put a question up on Twitter and Facebook. It says, uh, what is your favorite HeroClix property? Feel free to comment on why you chose what you chose. Happy voting. Uh, let's start off on Twitter. I got 54 votes. 6% um, of those went to TMNT. 39% of those went to DC. And that means 56% of those went to Marvel. Nice. 
Uh, you want to give me the breakdown over there on the Facebook? Breakdown on the old Facebook. There were basically 73 votes, two for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 42% of the votes went to DC, and 58% of the votes went to Marvel. They only let you do two options, so the percentages are a little off, but 58% of the votes went to Marvel. Okay, yeah. so um, obviously you probably voted for Marvel yourself. I've, I, yes, voted I, for, I, I voted for Street Fighter. Um, it's by far my favorite set ever made. Uh, the pieces are insane, insanely meta, so I'm really happy uh, about those. Just kidding. Obviously, I voted for Marvel. <laughs> um, I don't really want to go through like all of the, the comments and stuff on this, but did you have any comments that really stuck out to you on Facebook? Uh, there were some, like one I really liked was from Edward K. He was four, out of the 4,500 clicks I own, 100% Marvel. I thought that was hilarious. A couple of others were just kind of like, ah, I like DC on this, I like blah blah Marvel on this, so they named another third party. Uh, overall, uh, another one I really enjoyed, just to go into two here, uh, was Anthony Devine. So this meme is a metaphor for the Marvel Universe. And he's, uh, he's a little negative Nancy here, but it was Drax saying, when you're ugly and someone loves you, they know you love. They know you know they love you for who you are. I love okay. a bit of tracks. So yeah. Um, I got an answer from Kirby Ronnie said Green Lantern and Justice League are my favorites. Even though we only get a few DC clicks, they are designed well. My favorite part about this is he hashtagged it Dial H Twitter Army because <laughs> I, <laughs> that's what I said last episode. I was like, we need the Twitter Army to come out. So uh, I appreciate that. Um, Citizen Tiamu uh, said, I like DC and wish they'd get more sets, but at the end of the day, I'm a Marvel guy at heart. I had a lot of that. A lot of people that it's not as bifurcated as what a lot of people are. Like, I'm, I'm firmly in the Marvel, but I can appreciate DC. There are a lot of people that are just, like, right down the middle, and I can appreciate that, you guys being moderate and stuff on a lot of this stuff. Um, I did get a couple of answers for – that were um, not Marvel, DC, or TMNT. Uh, I think I got one that was, like, Yu-Gi-Oh!, and I think I got one – that was what was the other one? I'm I'm not really sure. Uh, shout out to Bioshock Infinite, which was actually one of my favorite sets ever. So, uh, did you get any weird answers? Any real weird answers? Someone did say so. Air, uh, Citizen Air Caves did say Yu-Gi-Oh. I was like, Ugh, all right, <laughs> okay. Here's the weirdest answer I got. Um, this is from. I, I swear this listener is – I think he listens to us when he's drunk, which is fine. Just do what you want to do. But uh, <laughs> he, he tweeted it. This is Porcupine Spaceship Grenade. He said, I'm a huge fan of Marvel. Sometimes I let out a few pew-pews when I'm reading The Hulk and he uses his ray guns. I read a DC comic – I read a DC comic one time. I don't remember what it was, but it felt like I was a kid again and my mom was making me eat broccoli. Just goes to show you can't be the – and that is literally where the tweet ends, and he did not finish it. It's like he got sidetracked in the middle of the sentence and just decided, no, you know what? This is good. I'm done. Okay. Well, that's a mystery <laughs> that we'll never, never solve. <laughs> Who knows? It's just the most, the most random thing. I don't, I don't get it. Okay. Well, that's Facebook. That's Twitter. That's our Community Tuesdays question. Make sure you jump on Facebook and on Twitter. Follow us. Uh, tweet at us whenever you want to. But – uh, jump on and answer those questions as we put them out every Tuesday. That's why it's called Community Tuesday. We appreciate no it. No way. Hey, guess no what? Way. You know what? how you said it, it was it was your birthday earlier? Oh uh, yeah, I guess I guess it was. Guess who gets a happy Arabian official dial H birthday? Oh jeez. Oh, yeah. It's you All big right, guy. Right, Here you go. Happy Happy birthday to you. Do you feel better? I feel so much better, Chris. I thought that you might. So let's take that positive energy and let's move on to uh, Jedi Legends Hero Clicks Tip of the Week. Help you, I can. <laughs> take you to your destination, I will. You guys need to get on Twitter. This is the only way you're going to get these tweets in time to make it to that tournament that you really need to win. And you forgot about these rules that he tweets at us every week because they're good stuff. You need to know this. Jedi Legend said, 
Uh, although the map edge isn't blocking terrain or a wall, you would take one knockback damage, but no other game effects can use it as a wall. Does that make sense? You got that? Yes. Sort of. I'm, I've always been confused by that, because I've heard so many different rulings when I've played. Like, what's, what's, the, what's the map? What's the map edge? Like, what is it really? I'm glad to know. That's a little bit more cleared up. Because I, I was like, someone's like, it's not a wall. You don't take damage. What are you, an idiot? I'm like, well, we're indoors. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be a wall? You know, I've heard, like, people say, like, oh, yeah, it's a wall. You take two damage. I'm like, okay, I guess. So I'm, so, I'm glad. Okay, so I think what might be happening is years of rules changes that have stuck in people's minds differently. If I remember correctly, when I first started playing the game, in the original rules, it said that if a character takes knockback and they hit the wall or hit the edge of the map, I, I'm going to refrain from calling it the wall because we have a wall in this game. So edge of map was two damage. But then I'm pretty sure that they changed it to one damage. And then... But the really the the more important thing to take from this is that no game effect can use the edge of the map as a wall. So I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head like what that would entail, but it's got to come up somewhere, you know, somewhere somehow. So if there's anybody out there that just immediately sparked like, yeah, there was this one time that I was playing this game and it came up like. I, w- I kind of want to know just how it affected you and what happened and what the, what you guys ruled and stuff like that. So edge of map, not technically a wall for maybe trait purposes and things like that. I'm all right with that. Okay. I think I think I'm done. I don't know if I have anything else. Do you have anything else? I uh, I guess I got a few shout outs I can do. It's more of a little update. Uh, so. Like I said before, the Omaha WKO was canceled for some reason, but we finally got that figured out with WizKids. So it's going to be this Sunday, so about a week from now, pretty much. And also there's a WKO in, I believe, Kansas City on Saturday this weekend, and I'm going to be at both. So if you're going to be doing WKOs this weekend, you want to do a shout-out, I'm going to be wearing my Dalek shirt and my cowboy hat and all that jazz. And I'm going to be playing. Like I don't know what else to say. I'm going to be playing at WKOs if you want to... Come up to me, say hi, whatever. If you have a captain, a Chase Captain Kirk that you'll let me borrow, that also <laughs> that would be great. Is that the one without a shirt? Yeah, baby. It's you would time. choose that one. Yes, I would. <laughs> All right. Well, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Dial H for HeroClicks. On Twitter, we are at Dial H for HeroClicks. That is the number four. Send us an email at Dial H for HeroClicks at gmail.com. If you have somebody in your local gaming shop, you or a loved one or something like that, somebody like that, has a birthday and you would like to give them an official Dial H for HeroClix, happy Arabian birthday, tweet us what their uh, birthday is, who it is, and we can give them a shout-out on the podcast. Other than that, I'm good to go. All right. As a reminder, Dial H for HeroClix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of your latest HeroClix singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trail. My, 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 my style.